With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody. Welcome to LettermanRow.com. I am Jeremy Birmingham. That's Spencer Holbrook. This is Talking Stuff, the Ohio State Recruiting Podcast brought to you by Byers Automotive. And uh, Spencer, it's been a, a good couple of days for the Buckeyes. Commitment number nine in the class of 2022 is in. It is another five star. That means that three of the nine uh, commitments are composite five stars. And then you have C.J. Hicks, who's a five-star on Rivals.com. You have Deshaun McCullough, who is uh, on the border of five-star territory as well, uh, and a top 45 player, according to pretty much everyone. And now you have Caleb Burton, the country's number one-ranked wide receiver, according to 247 Sports, number two in the composite rankings, um, committed to the Buckeyes. And, I mean, what else can you say about Brian Hartline and the job he's done recruiting that position since he's taken over at Ohio State? It's pretty absurd, the talent that he's able to bring in, the relationships he's able to cultivate with these high school kids and, and the, uh, the ability for him to make connections and, uh, and know what he's doing on the recruiting trail, um, really since he took the job, right when he got the job. You know, he kind of made over the entire room. And it's like extreme makeover wide receiver edition because the room went from, you know, the, the Paris Campbells and the Johnny Dixons and the guys who were productive but not, you know, as big name home run hitters. And now if they're not in the running for the number one or number two wide receivers in the country, you might wonder if something's wrong because, because Brian Hartline's doing such a good job. Yeah. I mean, Brian has done a really great job identifying the guys that he will connect with personally. Um, And that started even before he was the full-time receivers coach, because he made a really solid connection with Garrett Wilson uh, the summer that Garrett committed. And then when everything went haywire with Zach Smith and urban Meyer, it was Hartline and Ryan Day that really had to, you know, fix that and save that relationship. And and now you see since since Garrett Wilson in 2019 and Jamison Williams in 2019, who is, you know, a top 10 player at that position. We have the four guys we've talked about over and over in the class of 2020. Uh, you have Jaden Ballard and Marvin Harrison and potentially a Mecca Buka in the class of 2021. And now you have the number one ranked receiver in the country, according to 247 Sports, in Caleb Burton in 2022. I mean, that's five five-star receivers in, in three cycles, um, three of them from the state of Texas, which, again, I mean, we talked about this at length with when Quinn Ewers committed a week ago, but uh, four days ago, I guess. Uh, what on earth can Texas even do to stop this at this point? It is a, It is gone from – like selective recruiting of one or two guys that maybe they were uh, slow on to straight up pillaging, to straight up pillaging your state. Um, uh, I wish I would have thought of this before we recorded. Um, I, I should have had in the background behind me a, the Google map screenshot of Caleb Burton's high school and the directions to uh, Daryl K. Royal Memorial stadium, because uh, you can walk there and yeah, uh, not far. Instead, Caleb Burton is going to fly to Columbus. So that, it's, it's pretty wild. I don't really know, like you said, how does Texas stop this? I don't know that you can. I mean, Ohio State's we, – we, we talk about it ad nauseum. And maybe I talk about it a little too much, but, you know, you smell blood in the water, you go there and recruit. Ohio State's done that in the last 10 years since, I guess, nine years 
well, 2022 is 10 years since Urban Meyer took over. That, that strategy has been there for, for 10 cycles now almost. And uh, they smell blood in the water at Texas apparently, and they've done it for years now. They, they know that Texas is down. It's been down since really 2012, 2013, and, and Ohio State takes advantage of it all the time. I mean, the state of Texas is so talent rich that it does allow for teams to come in and recruit there, even when Texas is doing well, because there's Mm -hmm. so many players. But what we're talking about right now in Texas with the commitment of Caleb Burton is seven five-star prospects from Texas who have committed to Ohio State since 2017. And Texas has had four players uh, with five-star designation commit to them from, from inside of their state in that time, which is, I mean... I don't know any other way to say it other than it's just silly. If you go back to Baron Browning and Jeff Okuda in 2017, and then you have the Garrett Wilson commitment, and then you have Jackson Smith and Jigba, and then you have Donovan Jackson, and now you have uh, Quinn Ewers and Caleb Burton. I don't think it's going to slow down, honestly. I mean, the Buckeyes uh, are, are looking at Texas in, in whole and saying, hey, we can go there and get anyone we want to. There is no – deference being paid to saying, oh, well, this kid's probably going to stay at Texas. If Quinn Ewers wasn't going to stay at Texas, nobody's going to stay at Texas. And, or at least not to the point where you don't even try to recruit them. And now you see Denver Harris, one of the country's top cornerbacks uh, in the Houston North Shore High School. He's a guy that the Buckeyes have a lot of, uh, you know, attraction toward another five-star corner. And we'll talk about the other five-star corners a little bit later, but you know, there, there's a handful of guys in the state of Texas still with primary among them is Armani Winfield, who I think is the number 11 ranked player in the state. Um, you know, if you're a top 11 player in Texas, you're basically a five-star player. If, if we're being honest, uh, they love Armani Winfield, the receiver up there near Dallas. And, and, and there's just this overwhelming push right now. Texas almost has to move on from Tom Herman because I don't know how they can fix it. Uh, fix the, the PR that's coming out of this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's not like you're going to try and pry these guys away from even, I guess I hate to use the Michigan thing all the time, but it's not like you're trying to pry these guys away from Michigan or uh, like an LSU that's got some issues or, or even Oklahoma because you're an in-state guy and you, you have that pride. You're trying to pry them away from one of the top three schools in the country. And that's not even, that's not anywhere near easy. You don't see guys decommit. So once these guys lock into Ohio state, even if Texas does make a move, it's not like these guys are just going to magically say, okay, you know, let, let's go back to Texas. Let's go on home. It, it's not easy to flip yeah. a guy from Ohio State because Ohio State just has this thing rolling. I just think the other thing I wanted to bring up is, like, if this was like a wide receiver thing where Garrett Wilson is from Dublin, basically, then moves to Texas, comes to Ohio, and another five-star receiver sees that Caleb Burton sees what Garrett Wilson does in Ohio State's offense, and it's a wide receiver thing where, all oh, five-star wide receivers, you always got to be worried about Ohio State. It's every five-star from every corner of that state. And again, you know, sometimes you get like Ohio State has uh, pipelines for certain positions in certain areas of the country. No, this is just they're going to Texas, getting whoever they – it seems like whoever they want down in Texas right now. And that should be scary for everyone else in the country because if you mix Ohio State's national recruiting strategy with them trying to put a fence around the five-stars in Texas, I mean, that's got to be a pretty, pretty scary strategy. Yeah, I mean, and I think it goes back to the to the first month or so of Tom Herman's tenure there at Texas. He tried to flip J.K. Dobbins, who grew up, you know, on the outskirts of Austin as well, uh, tried to flip him from Ohio State, a school he'd never visited and, and couldn't do it. And that, you know, that was so telling. And the fact that 
here's the moment of, of a coach like Tom Herman at a place like Texas. There's no moment that you have more momentum and energy and an opportunity to make a splash than that first month or so when you're hired, because you can then, you know, sell all the hopes and dreams and, and the big things and be part of the revitalization period and, and be that guy to help lead us back. Right. And he couldn't get J.K. Dobbins to flip. And since then, things have just gotten progressively worse. And, and now high school coaches in the state of Texas, which more so than almost any other state in the country, have a certain amount of, of pride in sending their kids to play at UT. Like that matters to the high school coaches in Texas. One of the things that actually um, Quinn Ewers uh, head coach, Riley Dodge, um, one of the reasons why the, there was so much concern about how Quinn and his family handled his decision to decommit from Texas was because they didn't want Riley Dodge, the head coach at, at uh, South Lake Carroll, to get a bad reputation because it's, it's, it's offensive to the state of Texas and to, to UT if you have kids that can go there and then they don't. But things are changing. And Ohio State, LSU, Alabama. I mean, Alabama's gone into Texas and taken the, the Brockermeyer twins whose father played at Texas. Like, this is – this is a serious problem for Tom Herman. And even if he does somehow make it through this off season, it's still as the head coach at UT, I don't know how it gets better because the, the, the map is set. The, the road is, is there for, for kids to get out of Texas. And, you know, I, I don't want to spend all the time sandbagging on, on the Longhorns because there is impact here from Caleb Burton as a, as a recruit, as a player that is greater than just Texas. But, you know, in a class of 2022, when Ohio State right now does not really have, I mean, they have no seniors at wide receiver that are playing. I mean, obviously, you have Jalen Harris on the roster, but he hasn't played at all this year to this point. Elijah Gardner, uh, who hasn't really been involved, is still on the roster. But, you know, it's expected, I guess, that Chris Olave will leave. But that means there's only only one or two spots available at the 2022 class at wide receiver. Um and you have to be a guy in the Caleb Burton stratosphere to have the opportunity to go play at Ohio State right now if you're a wide receiver, right? I mean, they can't take flyers. Yeah, because after the after next season, Garrett Wilson and maybe Jamison Williams will leave after next yeah, season. I mean, it's po- yeah, it's possible. So you really – and you're bringing in two or three wide receivers in this 2021 class to replace the three that you could potentially lose this year – and then the max you could probably lose unless you have attrition is two if after the 2021 season, this class is going to be very limited at wide receiver in the 2022 class. There are some big time names that are already, you know, entering the Ohio state conversation. And it's going to be very interesting to mix the recruiting strategy that Brian Hartline has to go out and get the very best players, no matter what, as long as he can build a relationship with them and also the strategy of knowing that he can only take one or two because you don't want to have to be the guy to turn away, you know, one five-star to take another. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and you're looking at, obviously, after this season, you could lose Chris Olave, but next season you have Cameron Babb, whose eligibility, you know, will, will have been oh, I, passed I forgot about him, I four guess. years. You have Jamison Williams, who would then be after his junior season. Garrett Wilson, I think it's a safe bet to think that he'll only have one more year uh, in Columbus after this one. So, you know, there's always attrition in the way the world works. But right now, uh, there is no room in that class for wide receivers. So every player that is taken has to be better and better and better 
And, and so, you know, right now the conversation to, to really compliment Caleb Burton ends up coming down to Armani Winfield, who we've already mentioned, uh, CJ Williams out there in California, uh, Caleb Brown in uh, Illinois, uh, Keon Grays in Arizona, who are a player Ohio State really likes, despite the fact that he's not as highly ranked yet. Um, you wonder how much impact Quinn Ewers has in that decision. I mean, as someone that, you know, knows uh, Armani Winfield pretty well, maybe that there's a push there to, to get another Texas receiver. If, if you noticed last week when Quinn committed, Brian Hartline had responded to some tweet saying that there were a couple of wide receivers in Texas that they needed to get. Um, and so you just don't know. It could be Evan Stewart over there. There's another one. So there, there's a handful of guys in the state that are, are going to be a real watch now for Ohio State. Um, but as we talked about with Ewers, that you start stacking all these players, these five-star players, these top players at the position together, and it's really enticing for other kids around the country. They want to be a part of it. Zach Rice, the five-star offensive lineman from Virginia, after Burton committed, you know, he is he, sweet. Man, Ohio State has it rolling. Like, these kids talk so much more than we could ever imagine, and they, they are – so much more uh, linked to each other than recruits were 15, 20 years ago. The internet and television have changed everything. And there is no doubt, like, it matters. If you walk, go back and watch the interview with Burton uh, uh, from Monday night, he said, you know, similar to what we've heard from Benji Gosnell and others, like, he probably wouldn't be committed if it weren't for the commitments in the class of 2022 and the work that they put in. Yeah, and to your point, Berm, it, it's kind of crazy that – that when you look around the country at, at programs that can land five-star quarterbacks, there in this class alone, there's Washington and Michigan, and I guess Georgia, but but Georgia can kind of do the same thing Ohio State's doing right now. You land a five-star quarterback, but you can't land the five-star receivers to pair them with, and you can't land the five-star offensive linemen to pair those guys with and, and to put around them. Where at Ohio State, you've got the five-star quarterback. Now you've got the five-star wide receiver. You get you're looking at five-star offensive linemen and, and defensive backs and linebackers to pair with these guys, and it makes it really hard for a guy like a Zach Rice or uh, Sean Murphy, another five-star that the Buckeyes are after, or even these wide receivers to say, "No, nah, I, I want to look around still. I want to go somewhere else." Well, why would you go somewhere else when you can build something special and probably win a national title with what they've got in 2021? and now 2022 and what they're probably going to do in 2023, like the, the thing that they're building there, be able to put, put a five-star quarterback with all of this talent around and, and really transform even the program from a level that it's at to a completely a different level. It, it's pretty crazy that they can do it when other programs can. Yeah. And I don't want to sound like a commercial for Ohio state football. They don't need my help or anyone else's help, but you know, they, they talk for years about theory over testimony um, or testimony over theory. And when you're talking about recruiting right now, especially you look at Washington, for example, you brought up uh, Sam Heward, the five-star quarterback in the class of 2021. And he may very well end up getting a Mecca Abuka to stay home and play with him, you know, next year. You never know what's going to happen. But it's certainly different um, because these kids at Ohio State, they know, and, and Caleb Burton talked about it excessively in our interview uh, on Monday, which was the Buckeyes are going to get these guys to the NFL. That They know it. And it's not a matter of, well, if I go there and this goes right and this goes right, and this, they, they don't even have a second thought. You watch a guy like Caleb Burton, who on the field is so scary similar to Garrett Wilson. I mean, they, they look exactly the same. They play the same. They look the same. They run the same. 
Uh, he's watching what Garrett Wilson is doing in the Ohio State offense for 10 catches a week, 130 yards a week, and saying, okay, that's exactly what I'm going to do. And, and, and he trusts that Brian Hartline is going to be there, and there's no reason to think he won't. There's no reason to think Brian Hartline is not going to be at Ohio State. There's no reason to think Ryan Day or the rest of the staff is, is in any sort of trouble. And that's the difference between a place like Michigan and the guy like J.J. McCarthy and the inability to really bring in a bunch of other guys around. And not that Michigan's 21 class is bad. It's not. It's just not on the same level that Ohio State's recruiting right now. And Ohio State, and we've talked about it on this show, and, and I've talked about it elsewhere. The Buckeyes are recruiting against Clemson and Georgia and Alabama and Oklahoma and LSU. They're not, they're not recruiting against Michigan anymore. They're not recruiting against Penn state anymore. Um, and, and there is a, a, a different level, a different commitment to going out and getting the absolute best of the best. And uh, this, this 2022 class has a really uh, a scary potential for Ohio state and similar to what 21 had until the pandemic really kind of stopped a lot of the momentum that they had going back in the spring because that class would probably have a Buka and JT Tumalau and, and JC Latham committed right now if things hadn't gone, um, you know, haywire. So it, it's pretty impressive what Ohio State is doing. Caleb Burton is commitment number nine in the class of 2022, third five-star commitment in the class. And again, you do have uh, CJ Hicks, who's a five-star uh, on Rivals.com and the number one ranked player uh, at his position, the number four ranked overall player, according to Rivals. One of the other five stars the Buckeyes are recruiting is Will Johnson, the cornerback from uh, Gross Point South High School in Gross Point, Michigan, who we had a terminology two weeks ago. Will um, is trending to Michigan on the crystal ball, as we talked about here last week, but he did drop his final five schools on Twitter on Monday. Uh, not surprisingly, Ohio State is in that mix. The, the Buckeyes, USC, um, uh, Michigan, of course, are, are really the, the big ones there. The, the, the real battle here is whether or not the Buckeyes can get him to wait. And that is ultimately what this comes down to. It's not a matter of, of, of them, you know, needing to do anything different in their efforts to recruit him. It's simply about Will Johnson, who's a Michigan legacy, uh, a, a kid that grew up dreaming of playing at Michigan, whether or not they can get him to wait before he makes a commitment. Oklahoma and Arizona State are the other schools in his final five, but this really is a, a battle between the lure of staying home and playing for the school that your dad played at or waiting it out and seeing if it's worth, you know, getting to, to visit Ohio State and other places. Now, Spencer, Will Johnson says he's going to wait it out. He says that he wants to get to Ohio State potentially in January. Um, but there is some discussion, and again, if, if folks out there watching, listening, listen to the Bermanology episode with Caleb Burton, Caleb was talking about a potential visit uh, weekend at Ohio State uh, in two weeks when Ohio State and Michigan play. So that would be an interesting time for some of these kids to, to make their way to campus. Um, that was the first time I'd heard that, so I don't want to dive too much into the particulars or, or what all could, could happen or who all could visit, but that seems like it would be the ideal time for these kids to get together and, and visit Columbus. I think it would be the ideal time to get Will Johnson to Columbus um, to watch the Ohio state Michigan game with the Ohio state commits and to watch what is likely to happen. I don't want to make any predictions because it's 2020 and it's the year of the abnormal and uh, Michigan beating Ohio state would be pretty abnormal. I would say uh, right now. So but to, for, 
to have Will Johnson watch the Ohio State Michigan game with the Ohio State commits would be huge. Um, if I was a 2022 Ohio State commit, that's when I would plan the uh, 2022 event and see if you can get some guys. And if it doesn't work out, then it doesn't work out. But you know, he's only a few hours away. Get him down to get him down to Columbus and, and watch that game with him. Yeah, and, and Will has been on record at saying that he doesn't even want to visit Columbus. Uh, if Damani Jackson isn't able to make the visit the same weekend. So, I mean, you know, those, those package deals, I've talked about those a lot over the last couple of years. They're very rarely do they come to fruition. This one seems a little bit different as those two seem to be very intent on playing together at the next level. Um, you know, it wouldn't be the worst thing for Ohio State to get those kids together in Columbus the weekend of the Michigan game if things go the way that everyone expects. And that could potentially be Jim Harbaugh's last game at Michigan if, if uh, you know, all of the scuttlebutt about his future is to be, be believed. So it's going to be fascinating to see how this unfolds because obviously, again, it's 2020. The pandemic is not over. Um, the COVID shutdowns are not over. The uh, dead period is extended. You don't know exactly how much people are wanting to travel or how encouraged they are going to be to do so, um, you know, in this time, especially as we head into the winter months. So um, it is worth paying attention to, especially as Caleb said, that that is the plan right now for Ohio State commitments to get together. So um, we'll talk a lot more about that over these next few weeks, I'm sure. Spencer, we got anything else? What else is on your mind? Anything? Uh, nothing really. Just this 2022 classes, I, I said last week when they when they landed Quinn Ewers, I said the class is going to fill up quickly. Well, there's a new domino falling. So you've got nine now. Um, you're looking at – we don't know the numbers yet because it's a little too early for that, but you're probably looking at 23 to 26. You're more than a third of the way there. So Yeah, exactly. More than a third of the way there, and more than a third of those kids have never been on campus. So uh, welcome to the new – the, I don't want to say the new normal. Welcome to the abnormal when it comes to Ohio State recruiting in 2022. Um, who, who the hell knows where things go from here? We do know that Ohio State is going to continue to recruit the best players in the country. And uh, at the rate they're going, they may land a few more of those before the dead periods end. So uh, we will talk more stuff about that on the next episode of Talking Stuff, the Ohio State Recruiting Podcast brought to you by Letterman Rowan Buyers Automotive. That's Spencer Holbrook. I'm Jeremy Birmingham. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe, like, rate, review, uh, you know, turn on your notifications because next time we're talking stuff, you probably just want to know when we're doing it. Right. So, you know, how else do you know if you don't turn on that little notification dinger in the corner? Uh, anyway, everyone have a great Thanksgiving. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Bye.